Welcome to another episode of the On the Clock NFL Draft Podcast. I'm Shannon, here with Damian and Eugene. How are you guys today? I missed you. Seems like it's been so long. Yeah, it's been <laughs> like forever. Yeah, man. Like I've been counting the days. It's been like 223. <laughs> it's, it's, it seems like it. Yeah. I'm like, dang, we've been quarantining that long? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Everything didn't happen. <laughs> But no, nah, I'm good. I'm good. I mean, the schedule release came out last night, which is what we're going to be talking about, of course. But, um, you know, just kind of getting to see, you know, it just kind of gives you that, that hope that we have some football to look forward to yes. this fall. So uh, I, I was excited to see the schedules um, and all the, di- all the different matchups that we're going to see. And we're uh-huh. going to talk about it. Well, before we talk about that, can we please talk about Cam Newton and everything that's going on with Cam and if somebody's going to sign them, if they're not going to sign them, I'm going to let Damien start this off because I, I get angry when I start talking about Cam Newton and what's going on right now. So, Damien, what's your thoughts on Cam Newton? What's going on? What's being said about him? Will he play in 2020? Um, so, my, my thoughts with Cam Newton, everybody who knows me knows that Cam Newton is my my favorite quarterback outside of Tom Brady. Um, it's Cam Newton, then, you know, Mahomes and Kyler and Russ. I love Cam. You know what I mean? I've been to training camp practices. I've, I've experienced just being in the in the same vicinity as Cam and seeing the type of rock star he is, the type of leader he is for the Carolina Panthers who didn't do right by him most pretty much his entire career and their inability to truly build an offense around him. Um, but for me, when I look at everything that's going on, I'm, I'm happy for him right now. He... he does not have he first of all let's let's go ahead and knit this in the butt. Cam Newton is not Andy Dalton. He's not uh-uh. Andy Dalton is a backup oh, and that's just it is what it is. Like facts are facts. Andy Dalton is not a good starting quarterback. Um mm-hmm. you know and he hasn't been for quite some time. He's a solid starting quarterback. He's uh-huh. a good bridge quarterback. If you want to get the top pick in the draft, you start Andy Dalton. Like as the Cincinnati Bengals did last year. Um so that's just facts. But um, you know, Jameis Winston, you know, Jameis Winston to me is still a starter in his league, but for, mm-hmm. I understood what path he wanted to take. He wanted to become better from the neck up. Fundamental. And, yeah. Yeah. From, you know, and who better, there's only two, when you talk about from the neck up, there's only two quarterbacks in the league. I'd rather learn from Drew Brees and Tom Brady. No shot to Aaron Rodgers, but these guys are the elder statesmen. They have literally seen everything. And They've seen I every defense learn from those guys. You know, Peyton Manning was still in the league. That's the that's the other one I would want to learn from. Guys that have been through all the fire, brimstone, and everything else. They've they've seen everything. So I think Jameis, you know, that's the perfect fit for him. Cam said it. I don't have to fold. I don't have to take a job right now. Like, mm-hmm. why? I mean, think about it. You, we go into the season, and I know a lot of people are looking at, oh, Mike Glennon got signed as a back. Let, let's let's pump the brakes. It's Mike, That's Mike Glennon. Glennon. Okay, right. He's gonna take whatever offer he gets. Yo, Big Bird ain't doing nothing. You understand me? Like mm-hmm. nobody's worried about that Sesame Street character. <laughs> nobody's worried about any of that. I'm just being honest. Like it's it's time to panic, and Cam needs to be humbled. And all. no, Cam doesn't. Like he, it's that was the most oh, asinine thing I've ever seen or heard someone say is that he needs to be humbled. Cam Newton can sit and, and relax. And continue to get healthy. Like, personally, I think the man is healthy right now. It's been months since his his injury. And mm-hmm. if you follow him on social media, he is a workout warrior. So he's yeah. doing everything. Running. He's playing basketball. He's playing volleyball. He's lifting mm-hmm. weights. You know, he's on the treadmill. He's doing mm-hmm. every single thing 
possible. Jumping rope, everything. He is staying as physically fit. I'll be completely honest with you. I like for for a guy that doesn't have a team to be, he's not on the roster. I think he's working out harder than the guys that are on the roster right now. Yeah. So that's how right. hungry he is. So for me, I look at the Jacksonville Jaguars, and yeah, they got Glennon, and yeah, they got Minshew. I'm gonna be honest with you. That's not much. Like I know a lot of people love the Minshew mania, the mustache, the the mm-hmm. jorts, all that stuff like that. Um, that's fine and, until you get to week six, and it's like, yo, like we're one in five. Like you know what I'm saying? Yeah. That's a possibility. So do you keep going with him, or do you say, listen, um, our offense is talented enough, our defense is young and has some talent. We're in games, we're just not making plays on offense. It's like, what can, what are you gonna do? Look to Mike Glenn and say, hey, we need you to come boost our offense. No, uh-huh. you're not. You're not yeah. gonna look to Mike Glennon to say that. Bucky Brooks said QB two needs to be ready to come in and play. Exactly. Mike Glennon is not ready to come it's in not and play. Happening. And even if he plays, what impact is he gonna have? Very minimal. So for mm-hmm. me, I think the Jacksonville Jaguars is the perfect place for it. it when it comes to, to him being having a chance to start, but if Cam says That's the best place, if Cam decides to say, "Hey, I'll take a backup job," right? I, I, I'm gonna be honest with you. What starter outside of Tom Brady, Aaron Rodgers, uh, Pat Mahomes, Lamar Jackson, and Drew Brees? What what starter could you truly say wouldn't be threatened by Cam's presence as their backup quarterback? To be honest, I think um, Lamar Jackson would still be threatened with Cam being his I mean, backup yeah. because Cam <laughs> Cam is not Cam, RG three is not Cam, and Cam is not RG three. So exactly, I, like we were talking the other day, and we was just leaning like every quarterback in the league, oh, more than half of the quarterbacks in the league Cam could start for those teams at yes. this point. It's yes. only a handful yeah. that you like know, but it's like, come on now. Even with these younger guys, even with these younger guys that look like they got some promise, Cam Newton come in, it's going to push you, and, and your, your head coach will have a decision to make. I'm going to throw something out because I saw a quote saying that um, that Josh McDaniels, this is the, the nerve, the nerve. Josh McDaniels didn't take the Panthers' job because he didn't want to, he didn't want to, he didn't want Cam Newton as his quarterback or something like that. Mm-hmm. Bruh, you drafted Tim Tebow. Okay. Shut the hell up! Like I, I don't want to hear that. Like I'm sorry. I, I, I like you know what I'm saying. I, I don't. That it pissed me off reading that. I'm like, wait a minute. So you don't want Cam on the Patriots because you did. That's not a player that you wanted to coach for skill set. You picked a guy that was a fullback to play quarterback, bro. Like are we, are we serious? Like mm-hmm. Tim Tebow threw the ball 14 times a game. Like fourteen, like come on, yeah. now. like. But he won that playoff game. Oh, yeah, okay. <laughs> that, so that's, that was funny. I mean, that's that. You know, they they. That was they, funny. This man threw a walk off slant and it took it to the house. Like, come on, bro. Like, <laughs> and they, they and they say they say clutch well, five yard slant. If, if Ryan Clark was there, if Ryan Clark was there, that wouldn't have happened. And okay. he he was getting <laughs> stiff armed by the Barry <laughs> Thomas. Like, look. Exactly. Mm-hmm. I was like, okay, he's getting burnt too. So He's gonna get go stiff armed. <laughs> Demarius Thomas was in his prime. He was gonna stiff arm Ryan Clark just the same way he did everybody else. Oh yeah. Wait, no, no. Listen, t- you drafted Josh McDaniels. You drafted a guy 
that it takes him 5.2 seconds to wind up and throw. There's no oh my way. God. You're going to sit here and tell Yo. me you don't want to sign. He's sleeping. Dude, reach his arm back all the way like a yoga pose to throw the tag on ball. Now you're about to make me go back and look, about to make me go back and look at t like, I'm going to find a gift. I'm going to find it. I'm like, oh who, what are you reaching for? Like, Thanos? Yes. Like, what are you reaching for, fam? Like, come on. So it's like, I don't want to hear that. I, I'm th- two teams I would love to see Cam go to because he's clearly better than both of their starters. I would love to see him go to to, um, to the Tennessee Titans and take the mm-hmm. backup job. Say, so, you know what? Mike Vrabel, you guys got something working there. I will come and mm-hmm. be your backup. You want to know right. why? Because Ryan Tannehill is going to go to every game sweating his, sweating yeah. his eyebrows yep. off. Like, mm-hmm. yo, if I do not play well, you got to keep a that job. Strong chance. Even though they paid me, mm-hmm. Cam Newton's going to start. Like, Cam Newton's going to take this job from me. Because that's a team that truly. With, depends on the quarterback play. That team could contend in the playoffs. We saw mm-hmm. it last year. So you're telling me I, you give me Cam Newton in that backfield with Derrick Henry. You got A.J. Brown, that receiver, with Corey Davis. Like, that offensive line is good. Like, come on. Defense is, is, is improving really? as well. They could legit win that division and mm-hmm. make a lot of noise in the playoffs. Now, the Raiders, I would love to see him with the Las Vegas Raiders. Good old line. They got a dominant run game with Josh Jacobs. A dominant tight end with Darren Waller. They just brought in, um, you know, they have Hunter Renfro and they brought in uh, Henry Ruggs and Brian Edwards. Like they're rebuilding that offense. Cam Newton would have so much fun with the toys that will be at his disposal. And mm-hmm. I know for a fact that he's better than Mariota, and I know he's better than Derek Carr. Definitely. So all I'm is. saying is this: if Cam Newton can do whatever he wants right now. All I mm-hmm. know is there's a lot of quarterbacks that aren't better than him. No. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, the thing with Cam is if he wanted to sign with a team, he can sign with a team tomorrow. Yeah. This mm-hmm. this is this is a situation where the ball is in Cam's court. He's looking for his best situation. Mm-hmm. That's he that's what he's doing. He's taking control of his career. He's like, I'm gonna pick and choose where I wanna go. Cause, you know, all these teams, they they want to sign Cam. They know what he is. Um I wouldn't mind seeing him uh, in Jacksonville. That it makes sense. Um, I don't know if 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 Chicago would do it, but if I'm the Bears, I'm not playing no games. I'm just going to sign Cam straight up. Hello, and, and be he, like, he, bet, hey. he better than he better than both the ones. They yeah, Mitch Mitch Trubisky, you number two. Nick Foles, you number three. And just go to war with Cam because I mean they got weapons at wide receiver. They, they have a decent defense. That I mean, he adds like what four or five wins to their team just from the rip. Mm-hmm. But thing about it, about Cam, I mean, I love it how all these people suddenly know Cam personally and say, "Oh, he can, he, he needs to do this, he needs this, this, and that." Don't nobody know what this man is, and I mean, I don't know who said he needs to be humbled or or whatever, but who 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 is sitting next to Cam and watching Cam be cocky? And be like, you need to be humbled, sir. Right, right. Come on, right. man. But um, yeah, Cam is just picking and choosing where he wants to go. And plus, it's the NFL. Injuries happen. Uh, not all of these quarterbacks drafted are going to hit. Right. Uh, a lot of these guys may have a sophomore slump. So stuff is going to happen. Jobs are going to open up. So Cam is just picking and choosing where he wants to go. He's, he's picking the right situation for him, and there's nothing wrong with that. It's totally understandable because you know 
they don't have that option coming out of that, coming out of college. You have to go where you're drafted. Yeah, you gotta go where you're drafted. So you really exactly. only you only have it only have a chance to pick where you want to go when you're a free agent or if you get released. So I think it's smart that he you know take his time and and decide what's mm-hmm. the best option for him. I mean, but it's the cheddar chatter that's bothering me. Yeah, it's not. Yeah. But Cam Cam's not doing anything to me, and it's not even talking heads because I don't even really see people. I'll, I'll take that back. Um, Coward, Coward, Colin. Oh, he's Cal been, he's Cal been talking about. He's been talk, <laughs> I've heard him speaking negatively about Cam, but like everybody else is not. It's like on yeah, social media that's. It, it's social hey. media that's like yeah. that that pissed me off this week, which is why I wanted to talk about this subject today. Yeah. I mean, Cam always been a lightning rod, but yeah. I mean, I don't, I don't see because people feel like he's a hot dog. People, but, but but the thing that kills me though is people like, oh, he's a front runner. So is Aaron Rodgers. Like, mm-hmm. I mean, we don't see him discount double check on fourth down. He turns it over. What's the yeah. discount double check? No, you don't see that. You understand what I'm saying? Like people, and, and guess, people have to get that out of their minds. And, think, and guess what? The only front runner. No, he's not. Who don't, who don't like to win? Right. Who I likes mean, to lose? So yeah. this is my thing about it. The whole humble part, as we were talking about earlier, I just didn't understand that. And when I asked, like, what do you mean by he needs to be humble? Dabbing was mentioned. I don't understand that either. Because mm. if I said the last time Cam played before his injury, he was playing better than he played and he won his MVP. Mm. And your response is, well, how long ago was that? But then you mentioned Dabin. I can't I can't listen to nothing else you guys say then. Because Dabin was four or five years that's, ago. Yeah, that's when you got to look yet, at whoever's saying that. But, but yeah, you're holding that against him now because he ain't Dabin now. And he's always been energetic and things like that. Let me tell you, if, if you want to say Cam had a humbling moment, I will say it might have been after year two. No, Super Bowl happened, but I remember an interview he did with um, Curry Champion, right? And remember the first two, first couple of years, he would always do his press conferences, and people would be upset about how he acted. You know, he would come in there angry and mad, and it would just show. It would just yeah. show on his, his body language, he right? Was, he was in the most – he wore his muscle on his sleeve. I mm-hmm. think by year three, year four, the Panthers started winning. Like, they, they got a little bit more competitive. He had did an interview with Curry Champion, and he basically said, I can admit that I didn't know how to accept losing. It's the same thing like Burrow said, like, I've won on every level that I'm at. So if you've always won, and then you come into the NFL, and you're on a losing team, that can mess with your mental. It can make you you act a whole lot of different ways that you might not normally act. So when you talk about about Mm -hmm. humble, I think his humbling moment was his first couple of years in the league. Okay, mm-hmm. then he came back. The Panthers got better. They became more competitive. He won MVP. They got to the Super Bowl. Now, what happened in the Super Bowl? That's a whole nother. That's the topic for another day. But to say that he needed to be humbled in 2020, I just I I, I can't no I can't agree with that at all. Yeah. And plus, yeah. I mean, and if I'm if I'm a coach, I don't want my player to be okay with losing. I don't want him to, exactly. to accept losing. I want him to I want him to always have problems accepting losing. Mm-hmm. Because I mean, I got problems accepting losing. Who who likes to lose? Yo, yeah. matter of fact, I'm gonna throw out a couple examples. As a Patriot fan, you know how many times I, Tom Brady has won a lot in his career, and I've seen other meltdowns by my guy, like mm-hmm. legit launching his helmet at the bench, mm-hmm. you know, screaming at the top of his lungs. Yeah. Granted, mm-hmm. is it warranted? Yes, because yeah. guys aren't doing their jobs, and I get it. You know what I mean? Uh, last year, I think it was last year. The Chargers Steelers game. Philip Rivers loses to the Steelers. He goes and jacks up Mike Hilton, the slot corner from mm-hmm. the Steelers. 
What are you jacket? Like, are you a bouncer at a club, my guy? Right, like, right. No, there's no reason for you to touch another player at the end of the game like that. Like, to be completely honest, I'm, I don't, I don't condone any violence. But if mm-hmm. Mike Hilton went ahead and uppercutted uh, Philip Rivers in the chin and put him mm-hmm. to sleep, it would have been warranted. You walk mm-hmm. over there after throwing two or three interceptions or whatever he did to call because Philip Rivers lost that game. You lost mm-hmm. the game. You want to be mad at somebody? Be mad at yourself. Like you can't like I've seen him cussing and yelling in his helmet at the at the coordinator who's talking to him through mm-hmm. his helmet. I've seen a lot of these guys. I've seen Aaron Rodgers Ooh. with the with the with the uh, tablet flip like f this and just like right. watch the tablet. Guys don't. These are professional athletes who get paid. Their mm-hmm. su- their money is tied to their success. Their success. Now, how many like how many guys get brand new contracts at the quarterback position for going six and ten every year? A lot, not many. Like, well, it depends because I don't know what the Redskins. Uh, oh, Matthew Stafford. What the, I mean, I was about to say because Matt, Matt Stafford got, got some. He got. I give got, Stafford. He got some wins though. He got some wins. <laughs> like, but I mean, like, like you know no, look, when they, when they, when we, when they have certain complexion, uh, they, they might, yeah, they might, that's they a different get, story. They might, they might can get paid. <laughs> they might mm-hmm. get paid. I mean, true, true that. But I mean, yeah, I mean. Like I said, it's not too many guys you see having like legit losing seasons, and and teams are like you know what I'm gonna give you 150 million dollars guaranteed. Mm-hmm. You mm-hmm. earned it. Like, what did I? Unless it was, like, yeah, unless it was obvious that it wasn't his fault. Unless exactly. like he got a defense is giving up 49 team, points. Like if the team yeah. sucks, that's a little different. You know what I mean? Yeah. But it's like legit. Okay, you throw 14 picks a year. You throw 20 touchdowns. Um, and we legit can't win any games. Like we're gonna pay you. Like nobody's doing yeah. that. You know what I mean? But guys, so, sometimes and sometimes yards don't even get you paid. Because look at how the Redskins did Cousins. They yeah. tagged him as much as they could, yeah. and then and then sent him on his merry way. Because, so. because exactly. he just couldn't put the ball in the end zone. Like mm-hmm. right, he was, right. Greg, Greg always. You shout out to my boy Greg Dustin. Greg always said Kirk Cousins is a twenty to twenty quarterback. From his twenty to your twenty, Near he's 20. Money. exactly. But once mm-hmm. he gets inside that twenty. All hell breaks loose. He's not the same. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, <clears throat> at the end of the day, for me, it's just like with this whole situation with Cam, like if for me, if because Cam has made a lot of money in his career and Cam's had a lot of endorsements, also for I, I don't it, listen. If there's one man I, I doubt is hurting for money, it's Cam Newton. If Cam mm-hmm. says, you know what, I'm gonna take this whole year off, he I'm can, gonna, I'm gonna take this year off and I'm gonna completely get, I'm gonna get completely healthy and come into 2021. Yeah, there'll be young quarterbacks coming in. Everybody can't draft. These quarterbacks, um, so right. you know exactly, it's not thirty-two quarterbacks coming into the league that are good. There's going to be a good mm-hmm. five or six, possibly. Mm-hmm. Um, depends on who declares, and at the same time, okay, that's five or six teams. But then there's other teams that have guys that Ryan Tannehill, if he's still a starter next year, you still need to upgrade at, at the back. Exactly. Of the yeah. Like, yeah. So that's how, and you that's know something else, something else in, in in reference to the Cam thing. Like I noticed was people trying to compare this to Kaepernick. And I just don't think the two situations compare. Like, we all know and can agree that Kaepernick was blackballed and why he's mm-hmm. not in the league right now, and it was not right and it's not fair, and nobody will yeah. ever defend yeah. that. Mm-hmm. But, but, Cap, don't, my thing is this don't bring Kaepernick up now and then try to make it seem like, see, this is how the NFL is. No, they're two different, totally situations. No. And, and with Kaepernick, I, and I, I still believe, I just believe that had he, 
not acted the way he did last year when they gave him that workout with the the, the press conference he did after his little all of that and are we we all know what went down with that. I yeah. think that he probably would have got an opportunity because I don't I've never seen an NFL go out their way to do do something like that for anybody. So to me, the fact that they did it, somebody was interested, but somebody didn't like a team or two was interested, but they didn't want to be the ones to bring him in, have the heat on them. Possibly mm-hmm. not sign him and then be called racist. So if the NFL comes and covers, let me give you this umbrella. I'm gonna make it safe for everybody. All teams come. We got this workout. This is what we gonna do. I got coaches. I got players. We gonna run these these um these specific plays and workouts. Mm-hmm. Come, just sign this waiver. Okay, you don't want to do that. Boom, boom. Okay, whatever. I still feel like at his own workout, he should have done the same things the NFL wanted him to do. Then that way, teams could have made a better you know, judgment on whether or not they wanted to bring him in. But to me, Kaepernick did it to himself. Cam Newton got hurt. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Cam Newton got hurt. Mm-hmm. And before he got hurt, he was playing at a, at a, his all-time high level. So he hasn't done anything to make me say, I can understand why he's being treated this way. But Dame, I did want to ask you something because I know that you're in this area and, well, in that area. And I heard um, Colin Cow- Howard say this before about he's been told that Cam has a lot of like character issues that don't get out or haven't got out that we don't all know about. And that that's part of why like teams aren't jumping to sign him. And so I'm asking you, is that true? Is that word on the street down there? Are they, do they speak like that about Cam Newton? I've never heard it in my day in my life. Um, like I say, a guy with character issues is Antonio Brown. Mm-hmm. Like, you know I mean, that that guy has character issues, you know. He's mental you know, issues, all of that. Too. All of that. He has all of that. Um, Vontez Burfett, character issues, you know. Right. Um, <laughs> anger issues. Yeah, anger issues. All of that. <laughs> um, I, Johnny Manziel, character issues. He has. Uh-huh. He had, you know, alcohol issues. And Drug issues. Some, and some, probably some cocaine. Um, like, <laughs> <laughs> so I'm just sitting there. I'm just like, what character issues are you talking? But at the same time. I, when you, I always look at the source. He's never Colin Cowher has never liked Cam Newton, like, and he says that he say that all the time. He always say, "I was right about Cam." See, I was right about Cam, and I'm like, "What are you right about?" You know, but yeah. what I can say about Cam, he's a good dude. Yeah, okay. If you want to, if you want to say he's cocky, like I always say, like I can, I'll put like Cam, Aaron Rodgers. I'll say Kobe Bryant. These are players who. You one person might say they cocky, another one might just say they confident. Mm-hmm. It just depends on what side of the lane you on. People probably didn't like Aaron Rodgers doing a discount double check. We probably didn't like Cam Dabbing. Yeah. People probably didn't like Kaepernick putting his arm up and whatever he used to do yeah. back yeah. when yeah, he was his muscles. Yeah. But that's what. But that's what people do. And if you don't want to see it, then that's stop them. Tra- it's like it's like they, yeah. they get they get a Philly one. Y'all was having so much fun dancing all over the field. The, Dance, whole, yeah. the whole team involved in it. Mm-hmm. Who can be mad at that? Like, if you got a problem with what you know somebody might do, stop them. Right. Stop them. Exactly. Stop. Because they only celebrate true. when they made a good play. Stop them from yeah. making a good play. Listen, right. you, don't, you don't want Cam to dab? Stop them from scoring a touchdown. Exactly. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. you, you don't want Aaron Rodgers to discount, double check, don't let him throw for 40 touchdowns. Like, you have, you as a as the player. You, you, can, you got control you of that. control that. Like, yes. you know what I'm saying? As a, as someone that they calls himself an analyst, I don't look at Colin Cowher as an analyst. Um, no, no. Because, you know, I mean, he's just an entertainer. He's like a talking head. He's like a radio, like a jock. Yeah, he, like, he just yeah. talks. Uh, yeah. yes. he, he just talks to hear himself most of the time. Um, but for shock, me, shock jock. Yeah, yeah, shock yeah. jock. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I got no respect for him or whatever he does. But 
when I when I hear something like cause think about it, like he hates Russell Westbrook, he despises Russell Westbrook. Like mm-hmm. I, I'm never going to accept any information on someone that hates that player. You know right. what I mean? How do you even, You're biased. Yeah. And how do you know that person well enough to hate them? That's the right. thing with with these talking heads. Like, oh, Cam's cocky. How do you know he's cocky? From what? Mm-hmm. From an interview you saw, or from what he posted on social media, or from some dances he do that you saw him do on TV? That doesn't right. qualify you to know that person and no. what they've I mean, been through. They out here. They they and I'm gonna keep it 100. People, the, people, the talking heads, the fans, they be love Aaron Rodgers. Then you hear reports by this man doesn't even care about his family. I'm like, wait a minute. Like, so, like, if is that coming from a family member? Right. So I'm like, if, if this man doesn't love his family, if this man stopped talking to his family while he was dating that 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 model um, or actress, yeah, the, he was. Um, I think it was ago. Olivia. Was Olivia Munn? Maybe Olivia Munn. So he yeah. cut his family off, right? So if he cut his family off, and you're like, yo, Cam got character issues because because he dances. But this mm-hmm. man won't talk to his father. Like, what? Like, what well, see, I never, I never knew a lot. Like I told Ryan yesterday, I didn't know the background on Aaron Rodgers or why he spoke to his parents or didn't speak to them. An article I read, just to make it really quick, was just saying that he was raised really religious, and as he got older, as most people might do, he didn't really believe in Christianity anymore. But his family is they're they're strong mm-hmm. Christians, and as a man, as a woman, as an adult, we grow and we can all have our different beliefs. So I can't really fault him on having um, different religious beliefs, and and I can understand it his family not wanting to accept that, you know, like that's something they would have to work through. But his his ex-girlfriend then, his ex-girlfriend now, she mentioned that they were trying to use him. And I don't know, like, I don't know if it's true or not true, but it made me think about, like, Kobe Bryant and his family and why he don't speak with them. Mm -hmm. You know, just because I'm the breadwinner or I've come, you know, come into all this money, that doesn't mean that my money is your money in a sense. As my mother and my father, I might get you a house, I might get you a car, I might do X, Y, Z. But you're not gonna keep coming to me asking me for keep, stuff that's you know random stuff just <laughs> just because you know I got and that's that was those were her exact words using. So for me, I don't really know how to even have an opinion on it because reading that, I was like, shoot, I don't know. Like I might not want to talk to my parents if I, you know we were raised yeah. religiously and we can't agree. Or if you're only calling me when you want something, yeah. or you doing a TV yeah. show and you want to use my name, so y'all want to talk about. So I, I look at that like I, I can see your, I can see your point or anybody point that want to say, man, that man don't even talk to his family. But when I look at why, and I don't, that might not be facts. I can't really. The same thing with Kobe. I, I'm like, I don't know because I yeah, can't no, say how I would no, react I in that it. situation. If that's yeah, why, I, mean, but I get your yeah. point. If, if if Cam got character issues, then you got to stay yeah, about like, it, until you know, like, because you don't know the ins and outs of Cam's life or who he is as a person, but mm-hmm. you could go on your show and like, oh, Cam's got character issues and that's why teams don't want to sign him. No, um, I'm pretty sure teams don't want to sign him because it's a threat to their quarterback. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. it's a threat to their quarterback. Like, um, we bring, we're bringing in a former NFL MVP who is still under 32 years old. Yeah. It's not like we're bringing in a former MVP that was that's a 38 year old quarterback. He's going to just yeah. help you out in the in the in the film room. No, we're like for me. This I, guy I'm, can I'm still happy. play. Exactly. Yeah. I'm happy Denver because I love Drew Locke. I'm happy Denver didn't bring Cam Newton there because I didn't want them to 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 you know slow down Drew Locke's progression as mm-hmm. a build around him is which is what they're doing. Shout out to John mm-hmm. Elway. But mm-hmm. I, you know what I'm saying great, I, great offseason. Yeah, great offseason. Mm-hmm. Now, when I look at Jacksonville, I'm going to tell you right now, and I just did a podcast uh, the other night. Um, 
I, and the, one of the questions was, you know, it was about the, the Jaguars and Gardner Minshew. I said straight up, there's no quarterback, in my opinion, under more pressure in this season than Gardner Minshew. You were not yeah, a uh-huh. you were not a high draft pick. You were yeah. what fifth round pick somewhere in there. Yeah, you were he doesn't have a pedigree, and right. you don't even have like you're you're a good you were you had a solid rookie season, but let's let's not let, let's be frank about this. If you mm-hmm. go out as the starter this year, they move Nick Foles to give you the straightaway. But if mm-hmm. you go out here and you wet the bed, they, listen, you done. It's if a quick, it's a quick hook for him. Yeah, if, yeah. They don't, if they do not bring in Cam Newton and they let him play all sixteen games and they go somewhere around two and fourteen or four and and, and whatever, like they are definitely drafting a quarterback in the top yes. five. Like, so, yeah. Sorry, yeah, yeah, like it's just it's, it is. <laughs> yeah, the Jags have no. Um, first of all, they're not financially married to Minshew. No, That's no. the biggest thing right there. So they can Even move on for him we just in saw a week, but no problem. Foles and they got rid of him. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. And the thing with Cam and his character issues are these new character issues. I mean, he's that's what I'm saying. I was like, what issues been like, following him? It would have been, been yeah. out. That that character issue label has followed him since he came into the league. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> I don't believe that is something new that's gonna sir that's gonna change teams' minds on whether to sign him or not. Mm-hmm. I don't think anything has drastically changed in his life to where he, oh, okay, he's a cancer to our team. We's not. I mean, I, honestly, I call BS on the whole character issue thing. I don't. I don't believe that yeah, I don't whatsoever. Think so. I I've never hearing, heard it. That's why I was like, what the heck? Last year, when uh, when I think it's Kyle Allen uh, took over for Cam, I remember mm-hmm. they said that Cam Newton was the best teammate to this kid, like mm-hmm. getting him prepared for games week in and week mm-hmm. out, different, like being a mentor to him. Mind you, Kyle Allen was terrible for most part. Like, yeah. just a turnover machine. But the facts are the facts. So, mm-hmm. so I sit there for me, and I'm just like, yo, that's ridiculous to hear that. But at the same yeah. time, I'm going to tell you why I, def- why I truly believe Cam Newton is not signed. COVID-19. Like, yeah. you can't bring him in. Can't put him through medicals. Him through yeah. the medicals. You I can't agree. test. Like, and, and, and anybody that tries to say, well, what about Tua? Tua went to the combine and was medically checked. Yes, yeah. teams would like to bring him in and do a medical recheck, but that's at the and mind. Let me throw this out there, from what I've heard during this whole COVID nineteen thing leading up to the draft, oh, teams were still getting some of their guys from the draft perspective. They were still getting mm-hmm. physicals done, like the guys yeah, that they know that yeah. they definitely wanted to draft. Okay, mm-hmm. you, like I'm drafting the top five, top ten, and I know you're going to be there. Oh, we're getting the physical done. You know, anybody right. had, you know, they wanted to make sure. So, teams, yeah. like, they made ways to do that. But They're for getting a guy, physical like, so what, you, what, you, what they could have done is say, okay, with Cam, we're going to tell Cam, we're, go to an independent doctor and we and get your physical done, right? Mm-hmm. Every te- teams aren't really, every team's not going to really fly with that. So, it's like, I'd mm-hmm. rather be able, especially with a guy that has the injury history, which, again, goes back to Carolina and their mismanagement of his shoulder, Mm-hmm. Uh, the first time, um, with his shoulder injury, and that, then the list, the, I think the Liz Frank injury, whatever his foot, um, yeah, like those are two big injuries. Okay, yeah. let's let's wait till this is over, and let's see what happens. You know what I mean? And and I'll be honest, with you, if Cam Newton, will, if Cam was released bef- well before, that's COVID another thing. Hit, if Cam was released, because oh, oh, you knew. 
they knew that when they, they released him was a big problem. It, it yeah. was a big problem. So you release him well beforehand, right? You release him before mm-hmm. free agency. You telling yeah. me that the Jaguars wouldn't say, you know, we're gonna get you for a one year deal. Like some somebody wouldn't have because they could have before COVID started, they could have went ahead and got that that those medicals done. They would have got yep. the medicals done. Mm-hmm. I'm just like, come on, man. It, it, I'm gonna tell you one thing. One other thing that that's kind of confusing about this whole Cam situation. It takes me back to the Panthers, and it makes me think about how Jerry Jones handled Tony Romo. I have a problem when teams, like, okay, with Cam, because you guys told me that the the contract that Teddy signed really is like he good. He's good there for a year, right? Yeah. Uh-huh. So mm-hmm. they could let him. They could let him go after next season, and really won't have that much of a, a hit, I guess. So why not keep Cam? Because Cam still had a year left, right? So if you if you're going into this year and you signed a quarterback to really what, right? If mm-hmm. you signed a quarterback to what technically can be just a one year deal, why not keep the quarterback that you had? Because if it does go bad, then you got you could put yourself in a position to have a decent draft pick next year. If it you know if you guys don't win enough games, I didn't mm-hmm. understand why they didn't keep him, but it, but it made me think about Tony Rumble and Jerry Jones because Tony Rumble still wanted to play football. But but Jerry mm-hmm. Jones wouldn't let him go, and he waited and waited and waited and waited to the point where that man just said, "Man, I retire. I, I'm yeah. I'm just gonna walk away." Yeah, but he go. didn't want to. He didn't. But if if you're gonna act in good faith, that's how it's comparing me to the Panthers. Let me go in enough time so I can find my the best Another place job. to be. Yeah. You know, don't don't wait. Don't hold me because you're trying to get the best deal in the tree, which I get because that's that's your side of it. Mm-hmm. But if you ever had love for me, if you ever respected what I've done for this organization. Then give me my due. You know, you know that you don't want me here because you've already signed another quarterback. Mm-hmm. Okay, you can't, you can't get the trade you want. Let me go early enough so that I, so because trust me, if they would have let him go, Nick Foles wouldn't be in, um, in Chicago. No, no. they would. Yeah, if they let him go early, can we have a job right now? Yeah, so and, he, I, I, and some I, I and some team would be rehabbing. I don't like that about the Panthers. I, I don't. I don't like. I said. I, I know it's a business, and sometimes we as fans forget that part of it. But I just feel like when some like with Joe Flacco. I feel like the Ravens handled him as well as they could. Mm-hmm. You got injured. Mm-hmm. I mean, we drafted we drafted your replacement, so he was already on hot water, right? In hot water. You got injured. You got hit to get benched. Lamar comes in. He did what he did. Joe Flacco was healthy. Technically, he could have came back, but the Ravens didn't. And then mm-hmm. the Ravens found a trade partner early on. So it wasn't even a situation where they just let you go and you got to try to figure out where I'm going to go. They found a decent enough spot for you. Denver's not a bad brain organization. So I feel like the Ravens did. Joe Flacco was solid, all in the process of moving on. A lot of these teams don't do that, and I don't like certain stuff like that. And it's not yeah. about race because I don't like how Tony Romo was handled. Yeah, yeah. I mean, a lot when you when you get stuff like that, a lot of times it's like not everybody in the front office is on the same page. It's probably right. people in that Panthers organization that was uh, pounding the table to keep Cam. And it's probably right. another faction that wanted to get rid of him. So they got to have that battle before any move can be made. And it's so probably that... the owner. Yeah. New owner. True. He comes in. Because, I mean, you think about it, Jerry Jones is the owner. The new yeah. owner comes to the Panthers. They say everything changed down there. And, and you understand that as when a new person come in, they want to do things their way. And I get it. But they could have handled Cam so much better. I just mm-hmm. think so. I agree. I agree. But um, so on Thursday night, we had a little bit of excitement with the NFL dropping the schedule. Mm-hmm. Where you guys, did you guys watch the the shows that they had on? Uh, for the most part, I did. I watched a good yeah. bit of it. Um, See, me, I, I didn't watch it. It was like on TV, like a whole. I know ESPN had like a whole three hour special. I didn't watch okay. it because 
everybody was posting online what was what was being said or shown and it was mm-hmm. actually coming out before the show aired so every i was year, like whatever. I'll, I'll just <laughs> yeah it does they might was trying to respect what you said about no spoilers so i was like i ain't gonna say nothing but then everybody else kept doing that i said well look here go the raven here go the raven i mean it's all over twitter so you right, know like, like, once i saw all that i was like oh f- forget it like whatever well let me ask you guys this question though because i saw this on twitter some football players were talking about it when your team schedule comes out like what's the first thing you look for <clears throat> Um, I look at for me. I look at the first, like first four or five games. So cause I always okay. look at it like this, like because of course, like even going back to when you know when I when we played, you know, I went through high school and everything else. Like when we saw the schedule, I always looked at the first, like the first couple games to see mm-hmm. how do we come out the gate. Like, is it cake? Is it cakewalks or is it cupcakes right. or do we have to come out and legit brawl and battle every week for the first four weeks of the season? Like right. that, that, that right there is tiresome. You go up mm-hmm. against some juggernauts at the first beginning, first quarter of your season. Like that right there could be the, like the, the end of your point. season. Yeah, that could be the end yeah. of, yeah. you know, the end of, of your season if you go and you perform poorly. So, yeah. uh, so for me, I always look at the first couple weeks. They like at least that first four to five. I want to see what the first quarter looks like. Um, uh-huh. And I look at the, I look at the teams. I'm like, all right. So what what are we going to be after come week six? Are we going to be mm-hmm. you know five and zero? Are we going to be four and one? Are we going to be two and two or two and three or three and two? Like dear God, hope not one and four. It depends on what. And the sky is falling. Like the sky is falling. So you know what I'm saying. So that's why look, I look at the first four to four to five games just to kind of get a grip of what are we walking into? Are we walking into mm-hmm. a buzzsaw? And it's like listen. Like we got to be on our A game every week Early, to start the right. season, especially mm-hmm. coming out, coming off of COVID, not having mm-hmm. like full off season and stuff like that. Like, I mean, I feel I, I, mean, I saw the Patriots schedule. I'm like, yeah, uh, Jared Stidham, <laughs> the guy, bud. <laughs> yeah, good luck. <laughs> good luck. <laughs> what about you, yeah. Adrian? What do you look at? Um, uh, two things I look at. I look at road, road trips and when the buy is with the road mm-hmm. trips. Um, I mean, like that jet lag and travel, yeah. that's a real thing. Like if you ever, if you traveled a lot before, you know, like when you at the end of that, at end of that road trip, you tired. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I look at, see if, you know, are we flying across the country to play like the Seahawks or anything like that? Or are, do we have like a three week road trip? Cause usually, uh, when teams have that three week road trip, that last game on the road, they get, they get whooped. They get well because the team is tired. They're tired of traveling. It's, it's, right. it's nothing like being home. So I look at I look at road trips and I look at when the bye week is. If the bye week is early in the season, okay, maybe now you got uh now you got a whole bunch of weeks in the season. You got a real grind going, you know, going into the seat, going into the playoffs. Mm-hmm. Or if you got your bye week late in the season, you got a grind just going in there, and maybe you get that little bye week at the end of the season to to mm-hmm. rest up. Um. But yeah, that the main thing that's that's what I look at because I know uh basically on the road it'll turn a good team into a bad team. So like you oh, could yeah. be you can be the Chiefs going to play the Bengals, but if you on the third week of your road trip, the Bengals are a much tougher team now because you tired of traveling, you try you tired of sleeping in hotels, you tired of riding on buses and all that, and teams just want to go home. Mm-hmm. So that's the first thing I look at because that'll that'll change the W's and L's right there. Mainly is the travel. 
Yeah. I always look for the bye week first because I hate mm. I hate early bye weeks. So the first thing I always look for is bye weeks. And then I because you know, we always find out um, you know, during the previous season, like who the opponents are gonna be, even though we we know because they rotate, but you find out who your yeah. opponents are gonna be. So because you know who you're gonna play, you I want I look for certain games. So like I look for the Patriots, I look for we're gonna play the Steelers. Mm-hmm. Are we gonna how many primetime games we got? You know, things like that. So that's the most exciting part about um you know, our schedule's coming out and everybody's coming out on the same day. But when you saw everybody's schedule, the whole league, like, Eugene, what's something that stood out to you? What's a game that you're looking forward to seeing? Um, uh, first game, I, I, well, first I looked at my team's games. Right. Um, but uh, mainly what stood out to me, I always go for the quarterback matchups. Mm-hmm. And in week three, you got the Packers against the Saints. So you got you got old school you got an old school shootout right there with uh, Aaron Rodgers and Drew Brees, mm-hmm. and I mean they're going to get after it. That's the first thing I look at. I look at the uh, the quarterback matchups right here. You got the old quarterback matchup. I look for the young quarterback matchups in the, in in the other weeks, but that's the first thing I look at is just like who's when when the, when the good teams are going to play, when the good players are going to be head to head against each other. Mm-hmm. See, week three might be a good one because um, that's when the Ravens play the Chiefs too. Yeah. Oh, so yeah. That'll be a good week. And they what about both. You, Damian? What's, what's that up to you, oh, Damien? Anything? No, that, that was that that Chiefs Ravens game was one of the first games I looked at. I was like, man, going into uh, going into Ravens Stadium like that is the game. Pat Mahomes, and and to me, you know, everyone right now for the AFC, the quarterback matchup right now is Lamar Jackson, Patrick Mahomes. You know that could that become the new Tom Brady and Peyton Manning um, for a decade for the next couple of decades? Uh, and and this will be the third third matchup between you guys in three years. You played each other, you know, the past two seasons, and now uh-huh. twenty twenty be the third year. Um, now Pat Mahomes walks into Raven Stadium and pulls out a W. Like it's just like man, like it's it's going to be fun to watch <laughs> just the kind of reactions. Is right now. Pat Mahomes is the top top dog, and, and Lamar Jackson's mm-hmm. climbing the ranks, trying to catch up to him. Um, and, and of course, postseason wins would help that. Uh, hmm. But like, don't even get me started on that. <laughs> <laughs> but that, that that's one of the biggest things for me. Uh, that was one game I, I really am intrigued. But but I'm gonna, I'm gonna go to Week One, and I posted on Twitter. Um, you know, shout out to Raising Zona because I'm covering the, the Arizona Cardinals now. Um, that's Seahawks. Um, that Seahawks 49ers game, like, and, and the matchups in that game are just plentiful. I'm talking yeah. D Hop and Sherman. You know what I'm saying? You're looking at Colin Murray versus that D line and that pass rush with Bosa and, and, and those and D Ford and Eric Armstead and those guys, Javon Kinlaw on that D line trying to get yeah. to get to Colin Murray. Then you got to think about the fact that the, the Cardinals were one of the worst teams, worst defenses when. Uh, covering tight ends last year. Now you Isaiah go and you grab Isaiah Simmons. Isaiah mm-hmm. Simmons versus versus uh, George Kittle. That's a matchup I want to see. Mm-hmm. Um, and not even just that, but then you you bring in think about the fact that the Niners traded for Trent Williams. Now Trent Williams versus Chandler Jones. So it's a lot going on there. So I like that's if there's one game I'm truly excited for, it's to kick off the season. I want to see that 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 uh, that that Niners and uh, Cardinals game. I'm interested in seeing um, the Saints and the Bucks week one mm-hmm. because I mm. want to know if they're just going to allow old Tom Brady to walk up in that division and just take over. 
No. And he is. And if he does, then that says more about them than him. It yeah, adds, what did I say about the division? To, right. It adds to his 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 mystique. <laughs> but it's not going to be much for Joe Drew Brees over there. And Matt oh, Brown. man. You know what I'm saying? The end of 2020, if my man is up there holding any more hardware, there oh, should be no like, more questions. Well, well come on. No, let's not go that far. <laughs> like, like, there should be no more questions, guys. He not, he's not he's doing gonna, all of that. Hey, I, what's the chicken or the egg. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> what's, what's the noise a goat makes? Like, I'm just saying. Like, if, if, if he pulls for another one now, he goes for sweet seven. And, you uh-uh. know, and, and, and I'm going to tell you, one, one fan base that's going to be sick is going to be the Steelers. Because they've been waiting on seven for a long time. Um, yep. and they're gonna keep waiting. Oh too. God, they're gonna uh, die. <laughs> keep waiting. Um, but yeah, so, you know, shout, shout out to that's part of why I, I wanted y'all to um, I wanted the Patriots to win the six Super Bowl because I was tired of the of Steelers fans acting like you know what they had was so great when four of them was won before half of y'all was born. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. I understand that what they may have done in the seventies was a great thing then, but what I was able to see the Patriots do. Was greater to me. We probably will never so, see that again. So, yeah, oh, we so will definitely not in our lifetime. So, no. so for me to see a team win six all in the same, you, however you want to split it, because if you want to just stop at the first three and pick it up again from O's, mm-hmm. however you want to look at yeah. it, I've just never seen anything like this. So, I was just glad to see them win the six one, which they could have been, you could have won it before they did. Yeah. Because I, I was just tired of Steelers fans having that over everybody else. Like, hey, we got more, we got more than everybody else. It's like, bro, y'all got like four in the seventies, and <laughs> the, the what the, the Cowboys got what five? Yeah, five, oh, got five in the nineties. San, San Francisco got five. Mm-hmm. Giants got four. I don't know how many Packers got? They got what they got? Four. They, Title Town. Well, they got. Well, I was gonna say they got a lot because they mm-hmm. they were. Okay, they got a few, but, and they got they got they got a, they got a bunch of them before uh, the, the Super Bowl. The merger, yeah. 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 So yeah, I mean, um, another matchup I'm interested in um, for the Ravens is Week One. Um, let me pull this up because I believe it was the Browns. So I want to make sure that was the right team. That yes, yeah, so we played the Browns Week One, and even though uh, Pat Mahomes and uh, Lamar is like. Everybody wants to make them the new Brady and Peyton Manning, which for me, I don't see that yet. And the reason why I don't see it is because I don't feel. Let me let me let me be clear, because I I like I I don't want any Ravens fans to think that I'm saying this in a negative way against Lamar, because as I said earlier, he's shown me that he can improve. So I'm not saying it to say that he can't come back in year three and be even better than he was last year. But it's not the same to me as like. It's the passing, okay? okay. It's the passing. <laughs> it's the passing. <laughs> I was trying, trying to figure out a good way to, like, it's the passing. He's, he, he, right now, he might this year, but anyway, my point is week one, I'm interested in saying the Ravens and the Browns because that Baker Mayfield and Lamar is a, is a different thing for that me. That should be the first, the first pick of the draft, the last pick of the first round. Mm-hmm. In the same division, the same division. And you know Baker's going to have something to say. You know they say a lot. Of, I know a lot of like Skip. Skip likes Baker, so he always says the Browns has the Ravens numbers, and he say that because I think we're like since Baker been playing, I think we're like they won twice. I think, but we mm-hmm. won last year too. So it's kind of like last season we split with them. Yeah. So I'm looking forward to seeing that game because I yeah. want to see if Odell and Marlon Humphrey had that same energy. Mm. And they don't like and they don't like Peters. 
So Odell and uh-huh. um, hey, Jarvis, Jarvis, they when when Peters got signed, they they uh-huh. was laughing uh-huh. like they was ready. So listen I'm looking to forward right to that, that week one game. I want to make this. <clears throat> Y'all hear me? Listen to me right now. Prediction Keith, time. Keith Marcus <laughs> Peters off of Odell Beckham. Okay. Oh, we don't want that. Listen to me. I know a lot of people like, oh, he's all pro and all. Listen, listen to me. I've been on this train of trying to educate people about Marcus Peters for the past five years. This Freelancers. Man is a freelancer. You hear me? Uh-huh. He fits uh-huh. perfectly for what y'all do, especially because of that blitz being able to to speed up the eternal clock in quarterback, so they got to get the ball out quick. Uh-huh. That's perfectly fine. But if what, one thing about what I'm looking for with that with that. Um, like Baker, I'm a fan of Baker. Like I'm not yeah, one of those too. people. I'm not one of those people that oh his rookie year Baker was killing it, and then oh his sophomore year because the offensive line was legitimately god awful. Yeah. Um, we're going to sit here and be like, oh Baker sucks. Well, I'm not. I can't. I can't do that. Like you can't. Yeah, I don't make think excuses. He sucks at all. Like That's okay, well, um, uh, uh, I had people making like we keep. I keep I always bring up Roger because he's the most. He has the most excuses in the world from fans, but. I had people telling me that the Packers' O-line was bad, and that's why they couldn't win. And I'm like, excuse me? Like, no, that's not true. But the Browns' O-line was actually a really bad O-line. They traded away their best offensive lineman in the Odell trade. No, well, okay. that was for no, that was for uh, the swap for... Uh, was it? Vernon... Um, oh. Uh, I forget the guy's last name, but y'all know what I'm talking about. Olivia mm-hmm. Vernon. Olivia Vernon. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, so... Like and he, you know, he wasn't extremely productive with them, so that kind of was a bad trade for them. So you you had Greg Williams, who was a uh, whatever his name was, was a complete bust from his days coming from coming being drafted by the uh, the Rams, and he was playing at your your left tackle. You had Chris Hubbard, uh, who was a turnstile at your right tackle. Then what uh-huh. you go do in this in this draft is you make sure we sure up that old line. You get Jack Conklin. Um, on your right side, then I believe it was. Did they draft? Was it Tristan Wirfs that they grabbed? Uh, yeah. Who was it? Who did uh, it? The Browns. Yes. Mm-hmm. So yeah. So now you got your two tackles, right? Now, because people, I need people to understand the reason, like why the offensive tackles are so important, because they're on the island, right? They're like the outside corners. So like a slot corner, for example, let's put some of the defense real quick. Slot corner in press coverage can shove that receiver to his help. Those linebackers and those safeties on the inside, you can clog the middle, but on the outside, it's yeah, you can throw a safety over top, but it's usually just a, it's it's one on one, right? It's one on one. So on the on the edge, when you got at, like premier pass rusher, you got pass rush coming off the edge. Those tackles, yeah, you could throw a tight end to help them every once in a while, but that's also running taking back some, chip. Yeah, running back chip, but that's taking somebody out of a route. So you want to keep exactly. people. Running routes, you want to have as many bodies out there that can catch passes. So if your tackles can be booking, what your interior guys can do is double team guys. So your yeah, center yeah. snaps the ball, he helps on that one, he helps on that three technique to his left. Then he goes and cleaning up on, on, on the trash on the right, and your on your quarterback feels comfortable. All I'm saying is this: if Baker Mayfield gets time in the pocket with those weapons. OBJ, Jarvis Landry, they have like three tight ends over there now. Yeah, like uh-huh. legit, this is a this is gonna be Real an offense. I, like I know people don't like the hype. Like the Browns went from a laughing stock to one of the most hated teams in the league last year. Like it's incredible. Like mm-hmm. fans are so fickle. But fickle. for me, like 
this team. Is I think built I like. I think a lot of the hate that they got came from what what they were doing though, because like I like I like Baker coming out of college, and I didn't dislike him as a rookie. I didn't like how he continued on with Hugh. I felt like at that point he wasn't being professional, yeah. but it didn't make me not like him. And yeah. then like going into this season. It was just everything. It was the social media stuff, the back and forth that they were all doing. Then when the season started, Odell getting in trouble about a watch, or Odell getting in trouble about this, or Baker said this, or Baker going back and forth. I, it's just like, make it about football. Yeah. That's why I think that if the coach exactly. if the coach they had can come in there and really, you know, get this, get it together, put some, get some discipline in there, and I'm not saying... And that's the thing, we were talking about that with Bill Belichick, and, I'm, and I, I don't think that it's a matter of, like... I don't when people. I feel like everybody needs disciplines. You need yeah. rule. Like at some, I don't care what level, what what stages you are in life. So I don't have a problem with how Belichick runs his thing. But I, what I will say is this: like I said on the post that we when we were talking about that, at what point do you man up or be an adult and just address it? I'm not yeah. saying you be disrespectful, but I'm saying address it. Like if you if if he's saying something to you or talking to you in a way that you don't like, let him know that. Yeah. Um, like just like um, straight Michael Strahan did with with Tom Coughlin, just like Ed Reed and Bolden and um Pilot did with John Harbaugh, you should have a player or two or three mm-hmm. that should be able to tell a coach like relax. But sometimes you do need that. You do need you need a coach that you. I would rather my coach control my locker room than having it be said that my coach can't control my locker room. Okay, and 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 it, it's a and I was about to say Mike Tomlin. Mike Tomlin. I like yeah. Mike Tomlin. But how that stuff ended with with everything that was going on with Bell and all the chatter behind that and what this person was talking and that person was talking and then the stuff happened with AD. It's like, what in the heck is going on up there? It makes you look at him dead. So if the Browns can get this coach in here and they can, he can, you know, get them together. We're not doing all that talking in the media. We're not responding to the man on TV. We're not doing, this is what we're here for. If, if, If he can do that, I think those Browns, like I, I, when we get to that point, I actually had them winning a division. I had them yeah. winning a division last year. I, yeah, I mean, I they, them doing it again this year. Yeah, they have talent. The talent is yeah, there. It's there. Yeah. The talent is there. They just need to they get a definitive scheme together and get a coach that's going to keep all of them in line. Yeah. I mean, I mean, yeah, I mean, they drafted uh with a Jedrick, Jedrick Wills, by the way. I Jedrick, thought it was Tristan Wills. Wills. It was Jedrick Wills. Wills. Yeah, but so they 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 doing the right thing. They protecting Baker. And and thing is, Baker been outspoken since Oklahoma. That's who he is. And if yeah. they if they didn't know that before, I mean, while drafting him, then shame on them because that's that's who Baker is. That's what he's gonna do. It just doesn't um, look good when you're losing. Exactly. And that's what I was gonna say. I was gonna say he he's the same person because that's why I like him. Like I like the brashness of him. I like the mm-hmm. brashness of Johnny Manziel. Like I don't mind guys like that. Oh no, but, me neither. But you gotta know when to. You got no one to relate. You know what I mean? Yeah. You got to know. And I felt like last year, I felt like his rookie year was so great. Like he met the expectations and probably exceeded some that Mm -hmm. he that he was smelling himself. So you talk about somebody needing to be humble. I feel like he got humble last year. But I never, I never was saying that he needed to be humble. But I'm just saying if somebody, it it seems like he got humble last year, whether he wanted to or not. Yeah. And Mm -hmm. I think you're gonna see a different Baker this year. And that's exactly, exactly. Yeah, because sometimes rookies have success in the league, and they think, "Oh, okay, this is easy. I can, mm-hmm. I can do this every year." And then they don't yeah. realize that it's some defensive coordinator at up at two o'clock in the morning, Trying drawing up a game plan yeah. to beat what you do best. I mean, that's the thing: uh, the league adjusts to you. Like yeah. if you if you have success in one year, 
best believe the league adjusts to what you do well, and they're going to have a plan to stop it the next year. That's why you see a whole bunch of sophomore slumps and all of that. And that's why, and that's why when um, with the Browns, they went from laughing stocks to oh, they might be Super Bowl contenders. Yeah, like they made all those moves. Like, oh, now Super Bowl contenders, Super Bowl this, Super Bowl that. DJ trade. Our, our, yeah. Yep. When it happened, I think I was on the phone. I was, I was talking to my boy Greg, uh, talking to GD, and. I, I was looking at, I was watching um, NFL Network at the time. And so I mean, we're talking, we're chatting. And I saw it come across the TV and I was like, oh my God. Like, okay. Mm-hmm. Like, things just heated up in the end. Like, the oh, wow. Like, mm-hmm. but it's, yeah. I think for me, it's just like, when I look at Baker, and I, and I say this, you look at Baker's history. Baker has performed his best when nobody believed in him. I think yeah. that's why ba- that's Baker. That's what, yeah. And controversy. He, 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 he looked yeah. like. Baker is like the more I think he's a more outspoken Tom Brady almost. Tom Brady, mm. his play always showed that even when, especially in his prime, you, we saw Tom Brady blow a lot of teams out. I'm talking mm-hmm. dropping 40, 50 points on teams. Oh yeah. And Tom Brady never wanting to come out the game. Tom Brady lived with that chip on his shoulder that nobody wanted him to the sixth mm-hmm. round. He yeah. that, that drove him. So when yeah. I look at and I think that's that was the issue between. Because remember, we all watch Hard Knocks. Hugh Jackson is a god-awful coach. And I think a mm-hmm. lot of, like, I'll never forget the meeting he had with his coaches. Like, I'm talking, like, bro, you are on the pedestal stool right now, sir. Like, you're telling them, like, hey, whatever you think really doesn't matter, basically, because I run this. And mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? So, like, and, but this, at the same time, you're sitting there, you're going through the, the weeks and you see that Tyrod Taylor's holding your offense back. I know a lot of people don't want to hear that. Tyrod Taylor held them back. They didn't have to tie with the Steelers that first game. They could have won that game. Tyrod Taylor won. missed plethora, and I mean many throws, like touchdown type of throws, just overshooting guys, undershooting Just a simple guys. fact that he didn't understand what Tyrod Taylor was. Exactly. It should have gotten fired. So for well, me, he messed like, up when he bought bacon there talking about <laughs> – you won the backup job. Like, sir, you yeah, didn't it, do that on TV. What the heck Exactly. Was that? Like, so I think Ooh. Baker had a lot of resentment because of how, like, remember when he put, remember it was before, right before practice started, he pulled him over. He was like, oh, what time you, what time you got here this morning? Like, he's just mm-hmm. checking them. Right. And he's trying right. to, he's trying to compare him to Tyra. Well, you know, you need to get with a, you need to get with, you know, to get with, uh, with, with T.Y. You need to get with Tyra, you know, and, and stuff like that. And Baker's just like, like, you're doing a lot. Like, mm-hmm. you know, yeah, and, like, and, and the company's doing it for the camera. So it's mm-hmm. like, you know, I think Baker had a lot of resentment, but I think Baker bounces back this year simply oh, yeah. because the, the defense is going to be better. One thing we got to remember with the Browns, guys, and I know, listen, guys, I know y'all listening. We, we're we talking about the Browns and everything else when we should be talking about the schedule, but it all ties in together. Um, mm-hmm. with, with the Browns, Browns on the schedule too. Greedy, yeah. Greedy Williams and Denzel Ward missed multiple games straight last year, both Very with true. hamstring injuries. They had backups playing at starting corner. They had technically backup tackles um, on mm-hmm. the offensive line. Like, you know what I'm saying? The interior D-line wasn't the best. So they, they, they even improved their roster where they needed to. Getting Grant Delpit to help in that safety room is going to be big time. I'm telling you, I truly believe the Browns do take that step, uh, especially if Kevin Stefanski has control of that, of that locker room. And I think Baker realizes that people hate him. People, people heard all the stuff that Kyle Hurd said about him leading yeah. into, mm-hmm. into, into – his rookie year, to be honest. Yeah, with you. Baker plays better with a chip on his shoulder. I yeah. think Baker comes out and, and 
It, it, even with the, I remember the whole Daniel Jones comment. People blew that out of out of proportion. Like he was trashing Daniel Jones when the Giants drafted him. He was just like shocked, like everybody else. Like, whoa, they took Daniel Jones. Like, I no think it was more or less people were like, people were like, what are you speaking about it for? It was kind of like that. It's kind of like that enough. I I was bothered by him saying it because I'm like, why are you talking about who they pick? Why they pick? Like, why does that matter to you? And, and you don't like, get for you. You barely completed your right. first year. I just look at it like the fact that I mean a lot of these cats get asked questions. A lot of these cats do talk, um, and and say what they say what they want to say. I mean, he says what's on his mind, and for me, yeah, I, 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 I agree. I agree. I I do think that we ask because I was just saying that this week when they were talking about Michael Jordan and whether or not he spoke on issues, whatever, whatever. Mm-hmm. I always say people, you, we always say we want somebody to talk or say something or speak about something until they say what you don't like. Yeah. So my thing exactly. is, just it's like, say say what you. you I rather you. I rather <laughs> you. I rather you keep it a hundred. If that's how you really feel, I would mm-hmm. rather you just keep it a funky. Keep it funky, and then don't backtrack. That's why I respect Michael Jordan. He ain't backtracking yeah. about no, Yeah, he ain't back. And my <laughs> yeah, a quick thing on that. My my issue is like, why are you looking for a role model so hard? Why yeah. who? Why are you expecting this of this person just because they're famous? Mm-hmm. I, I, I don't. I don't. It's your, I hope, it's your parents' I, drug. It's your parents' yeah, drug. I, I, yeah. like, I want to be my daughter's uh, role model. Not yeah, exactly. Facts. Like me, I don't. I don't care how Jordan feels on 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 political views. I got my own political views. I don't exactly. care what Michael Jordan thinks. Right. And I don't know. Maybe maybe but, um, that's just so, me. So so this year we have getting back to the schedule. Um, I wanted mm-hmm. to ask you guys about the Thanksgiving games, and then ho ho ho. We're playing mm. on Christmas, got a game on Christmas this year. <laughs> so first, let's first talk about um, the Thanksgiving games. We have, if this is right, the Texans and the Lions playing at twelve thirty, mm. the Redskins and the Cowboys at four thirty, and then my Ravens against some funky Steelers at mm. eight twenty at night on Thanksgiving. Oh my! <laughs> what y'all think about the Thanksgiving lineup? It's not a bad lineup. No, it's not. Um, no, not at all. I'm excited about it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean, you always got the Lions and the uh, Cowboys. The traditional. Though. I will say what's stop that. Like, I, I get. I, I don't really understand. Let why them have their tradition. Like, Let I, them have their tradition. I'm sick of it. I'm sick of this tradition. Get both of them <laughs> off TV. Like, give somebody else yeah. this slot, man. I'm like, you know how many times I've been seeing this Lions team on things? I'm like, oh my god, bro. Like, I, I just like okay. Yeah, it's uh, terrible. No, how, how about give me somebody else? Like. You know well, that's saying? why they give you. That's why they give you a third game because it's that third game always uh, Yo, the wild card. Listen, you don't know who's going to play that night game. I I don't care to see Dallas or Detroit again on Thanksgiving. Like I've been since I've been a kid. Like throw somebody. But else it's a on part. This. It's a part of your tradition. So get with it. I mean, I'm gonna have to. Unless they're gonna be really good. No, I feel you know. I I do. I, agree. I, hope, I mean, I hope all they games, could. All of games they could actually. But... I mean, that could actually shake the league up because you already know that they're gonna get the home game on Thanksgiving. Like they know that before they get their schedule. Exactly. So I think that if, if they did change it or decide to change it, it would. I say change it every year. They could rotate. do that. I don't. I don't think. Yeah. Well, honestly, I think they should I, rotate it. I don't know how Cowboy fans or Lions fans feel, feel about it, so I don't want to take away from them. But I we all care. we can all say we we agree. Like we we could do without them if if. And I mean, think. I I don't have no problem with their teams. Just I want to see some some new somebody blood, different. Some yeah, new blood on there, man. Like, and, yeah. and, and and you know you know it's a day that everybody's watching. You know yeah, exactly. so. Yeah. I mean, yeah, like I when the it. NBA when the NBA does their Christmas games, it's usually the same teams too. Yeah. But it'll switch up because it might depend on who's but, relevant. You know what's who's so good. funny? Like 
Golden State wasn't always on Christmas until they became a good team. No. Till yeah, again, I, yeah. Like, I feel like the NBA, yeah, the NBA uh, rotates it. NBA and you know what? Such I... used to be good, and now they suck, so we're going to take them off of Christmas, and we're going to exactly. put an actual another good team in there. I think the NFL should do the same thing. It's like, okay, let me, get a, let me get a juicy, you know, a juicy matchup. Let me get some, some Kansas City Chiefs and Right. I mean, mm-hmm. I would love to see Kansas no, City in Baltimore. Yeah. You know what I mean? I think yeah. that I think that would I think fans would like it. I don't like I said I don't I ain't speaking for the Cowboys and Lions fans. I mean, I'm sorry if y'all would be upset, but we would be okay with that happening. Yeah, okay. yeah. I mean, and i and kind of looking at the schedule. I, I I take it back. These are not good games. <laughs> It's. I mean. I mean. It's. It's. It's, tech, it's Texans. It's Texans and the Lions. I mean. Who really thinks the Lions are going to be, you know, what is this, uh, are going to be that great in the middle by the middle of the season by November? I mean, I could be wrong, but uh, you know. And then you got the Cowboys. Cowboys Redskins. Come on, man! Is you going to watch the Cowboys beat the Redskins head and? Nah, I'm watch Chase Young uh, strip sack Dak like three times. Strip sack Dak. <laughs> Dak gonna be like, cause y'all ain't pay me. That's why I fumble. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, <laughs> the only good game is Ravens Steelers. Exactly, that's the game that I'm I'm gonna be tuned into heavily. That well, night. we gotta make sure a Big Ben elbow is not hurting. You know, mm. we don't know what he's gonna be doing at that point. But make sure he ain't force himself but on, on Christmas, anybody. Now, Christmas, Christmas oh, will be the time. Christmas. Yeah, I said it. <laughs> Look, now Christmas, we, uh, Christmas, we gonna have a lot to do because if the NBA is back by then, we don't really know what the NBA is gonna do for next year. But they normally have a full full slate of games on Christmas Day, uh-huh. which happens to fall on a Friday this year. Now we know that the NFL they have played on Christmas and in, in the you know in the past, whether it might be on a Saturday or a Sunday, maybe a Monday. I'm not too sure. Um, but this year, Christmas falls on a Friday, so we have mm-hmm. a Friday NFL game, which will be the Vikings and the Saints. On Christmas, yeah. Now that's a game like that. that I'm looking for. Out, yeah. I can. There's, I there's, like there's a, but see, I, what I like about that game, Shane, is, is there's there's recent history between these. Oh two yeah, teams. and that's why you know I'm saying, yeah, I want to like, see that. I love that. You know what I mean? Like you're putting them on the forefront. Like, hey, you guys yeah. have some some history, and then they're like, running building back, a rivalry. Right. Yeah, running keep, back. and they keep running it back. You know what I mean? They right. they face each other with two of the last three times in the playoffs. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And unfortunately, the Saints have lost all both matchups. Yes. Um, so it's just like you know, and, and you know, you got Cameron Jordan. He who who it it, it creates that bad blood between two, mm-hmm. two organizations. It's like listen, like coming into this game, like yo, I could I could I could easily imagine hearing Cam Jordan like we've lost to them twice in the playoffs. I'm not losing to them on Christmas Day right, in front right. of my kids. Like, I'm not doing mm-hmm. it. Like, we're yeah, going to yeah. go out here and we're going to whoop these boys. We're going to get this dub. And that's that. So, uh, I think for me, it's just like, I, I really, I, I was shocked when I heard that, you know, there's a game going to be a game on Christmas. I was like, whoa. Like the NFL yeah, because when they, they were saying that yesterday, but when they said that the game was on Friday, I said, well, they not going to handle game on Friday. Yeah, like, I didn't think they it proved, They proved me wrong. Yeah, I'm like, football on a Friday. But I mean, I'm all for it though. Yeah. Um, Friday yeah. night football, I'm with it. And plus, Friday like, and night, with that, and, yeah, they got the, uh, and plus they got the good teams doing it, it because familiar, familiarity breeds contempt. Mm-hmm. And I'm sure the Saints are tired. They still got scars from that playoff game. Uh, they got something. That, they that, got something to complain about yeah. for both games. <laughs> they got legit beef. They got a legit beef, and I'm sure they want to go out there and they want to remove 
the decision making from the yeah. from the reps and from anybody. They want to go there and blow and blow that game out. Mm-hmm. And I mean, that's going to be a really a really good game because I expect both of those teams to be in the playoff hunt and to be there, like you know, at the end. That's going to be good, and I that's mean, like the week before the, the season. That's like the second to last game usually, yeah. right? Was it like the yeah. games after that? I too? mean, we've seen yeah. um, we've seen back to back games when they've played each other that. Uh, like Adam Th- that battle between Adam Thielen and and, and you know Mark uh, Lattimore, um, yeah, seeing both of them go back and forth with each other, and, 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 which is a really great battle. Like for student, for guys, someone who just loves to watch the corner cornerback receiver exchange, those mm-hmm. two battle it out every they time they face each mm-hmm. other. You know, and, and Lattimore wins his some of his reps and. Dealing with some of his, and, and it's just highly contested going back and forth. reps, and, and that's what you want. It, it's good football. That's good. That that's good theater right there. Like that. That's yeah. right there. You give me a bag of popcorn. I'm watching that matchup all day. All day long. So, was there any other games on the schedule that jumped out to you guys that you guys um, want to talk about? I think like well, two games for me. I mean, I think they got week one right. The first game of the season, Texans Chiefs. I think they got that right. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's gonna be. I think that's gonna be a whole shootout because. I mean, I know the Texans got rid of uh, Nuke Hopkins, but he got a little track team. Uh, Deshaun got a little track team himself with uh, Kenny Stills and Brandon Cooks and mm-hmm. uh, Kiki QT. He got some fast guys that, that might be able to keep up with uh, the Chiefs. So I think that's going to be a good game. And I just fast forward all the way to week 17. Mm-hmm. That's when they like to throw the division games together. And I look at the Seahawks and the 49ers. And I can I can see that being a win and you're in scenario for or or a fight for the division. Do you because, guys like you know, that? You like that they made that change to put a lot of the division games oh, like you'll, you'll play you'll play some earlier, but then you play the rest of them at the end. You yeah, like that? I do. It adds to the drama. It adds yeah. to uh, it keeps you tuned in because before that, you know, guys wasn't even playing their starters on week 17. You was yeah. they'd be just like preseason games. <laughs> So yeah, so now they add the extra drama. They give something for the teams to fight for, mm-hmm. and um, and with that Seahawks and 49ers game, they definitely going to be right there in the division. They're going to be fighting for the divisions, and it may come down to that week seventeen. So it gives you some like you know some extra excitement right before the playoffs. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, anything else? Uh, the, the another game I was looking forward to it was let's see what week is it? Week seven, um, mm-hmm. Patriots Niners man. You know what I'm saying Jimmy mm-hmm. G. Uh, coming up mm. against against Bill Belichick and, and, and mm-hmm. Kyle Shanahan and those boys, and mm. you know, listen, we all know that it, Bill Belichick believes in building his team, which I'll never agree with this. Building <laughs> his defense from the back to the front, that's all mm. fine and good against passing teams. But uh, the, mm-hmm. the Niners has a dominant run game, and now they just added Trent Brown. So good luck with that. Um, yeah. I, I expect the Niners to run for like four hundred yards that game. Um, are, we do not have the guys up front for that. But that's going to be an intriguing game just from a play-calling standpoint. How does Belichick, you know, try to scheme his way to a victory to slow down that run game without the pertinent bodies there, without the, the, the bodies that can handle that that strong, powerful run game, especially mm-hmm. in that, that Shanahan zone run scheme, like Raheem Mostert and, and Tevin Coleman and probably uh, um, Jarrett McKinnon possibly will be back mm-hmm. healthy. Like George Kittle, I mean, yeah. Now Kyle Duggar, he'll be, he, you know, he'll be, you know, that'll be week seven. He should be very acclimated to the defense and play calling and everything. So, you know, if it comes down to those passing reps, 
I would not be surprised to see our first pick in the draft, Kyle Duggar, against George Kittle. You know, because if we if, if that's not the case, we have no answer for George Kittle on oh. our defense. So uh. it, it's just that game itself for me is going to be really intriguing because it's going to show. Okay, Belichick, we call you the genius, right? <clears throat> Everybody calls you the mad, the mad genius. They call you Yoda, all these different nicknames. Now against a team that you truly can't match up with defensively, which is your bread and butter, what are you going to do? Like you know, he he knows Jimmy G. But the, Jimmy G has a, has weapons at his disposal that Belichick doesn't have the the counter for per se. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. No, he already got a built-in excuse. I've, I've been saying that about the Patriots. I mean, this is why I laugh at fans, and I keep saying it about people on social media. It's like, like let's say Sailors fans, for instance, because they they <laughs> they the ones that really be going through it with y'all. <laughs> you. How can I put this? <laughs> you know what? I ain't even gonna mess with them no more. Nope, I ain't even gonna mess with them. Give it to him. Nope, I ain't even gonna mess. With them. <laughs> I gotta save smoke. it. Nope, I gotta save it. Nope. He said, nope. "Give it to him." Because they, because they might piss me off again. They will. They so will. I might Come get, I get them later. Might. I ain't gonna, I ain't ain't gonna mess might. with them. Who, who, oh, might is a, you know, it's like maybe that's a part. Oh, well, maybe. you, you know, a player you that I'm looking forward happen. to seeing next year. I'm looking forward to seeing Danny Dimes. I want to oh, see. Yeah, yeah. I want to see his growth. I want to see I his growth in year two. I, did. I, I was I, I, watching I, some of his film, and he played well. He's got to clean uh-huh. those turnovers, man. Yeah. yeah. He got to clean. Can. I mean, he can because I, Lamar, that, I'm telling you, Lamar's a rookie. I was like, oh my goodness, like this ain't going to work. But he <laughs> they make that huge jump from yeah. year one to year two. I mean, honestly, I like Danny Dimes. I think the kid can play. I like him. Um, too. I think he's going to make a big year. But my question is, did they do enough to protect him? And did the John and are the Giants going to develop enough defense in order for him to actually win games? Yeah. But um, I but I like Danny Dimes. But you know I, when you when I did look catch some of the Giants games last year when he was playing, it didn't seem like scoring was their issue. It didn't. It didn't. But it's like like teams are going to get after. They're going to challenge that offensive line. They're mm-hmm. they're going to have to win in the trenches. I know they got Saquon there, but once he, I mean, t- he's going to see a whole lot of eight man boxes. And like teams are going to get after him. I mean, he's going to get pressure up the middle, and it's going to be all how he, all about how he handles it. Mm-hmm. So I mean, and plus the thing, the thing about that is now defensive coordinators got tape on him now, so they see okay, these are his tendencies. We're going to take that away. So it almost forces him to grow his game. That's the same thing with Lamar. He's going to be forced to grow yeah. his game because the NFL is going to take away what you like to do. Yeah. So I want. So you want. So that's the question right there. Whether can a can a quarterback make that uh, transition to to you know make that that next chess move? But um, I mean honestly, I I I would like to see Danny Dimes do it. But then again, a part of me, the Eagles fan in me, says I hope he doesn't do it. I hope he falls flat on his face. But you know, I, it's it's going to be interesting to watch though. Yeah. Well, I'm gonna tell you, like for me, the tools without the war. There's a lot of different offenses I'm excited to see. You know, the uh, of course the Ravens to see how they how how they handle that that true one year success and the MVP season and everything. How do they adjust so that teams can't get the jump on them to and adjust to them? How do they adjust, or more so, how do they adjust to the adjustments um, exactly. that, that, that yeah. defenses are going to make? Um, but I'm look also. I mean, the Niners. You know, bringing in Brandon Ayuk and 
different things like that. I want to see what that you know bring the Trent Williams. Will we see a more a little bit more pass happy uh, type of offense with Jimmy G with the weapons that they have over there with him and, uh, with, with uh, Debo and those boys? Um, the Eagles, man, you guys added a lot of speed, man. A lot I'm of speed, you, a ton of speed. So I would nice I'm little track team. I'm definitely intrigued to see what you guys what happens there. But the one team yeah. I'm true, the one offense I'm truly excited to see. Yeah, so that, that's my that's my second team. That's my second team. My boy Drew Lock and Company. My boy Drew Lock and Company, man. You know what I'm saying? Because they're gonna lock some things down offensively. But it's gonna be the Buffalo Bills. Josh, listen, and and this is my this, I'm, gonna t- I'm gonna tell you why. Josh Allen, who is a growing player, mm-hmm. but outside of Drew Lock, when you look at these young quarterbacks, I'm talking Lamar Jackson, Baker Mayfield. A lot of these guys have weapons, and teams have done. What they needed to do to put enough, you know, what they believe is enough around them. Um, but I don't, outside of Drew Lock, I don't think any team, and even Baker, I don't think any team has put enough weapons around their QB than Buffalo with Josh Allen. You got Stephon Diggs now. You have yeah. John Brown, who was lighting it up, and who was your, technically your de facto number one last year. Dawson Knox is a second year up and coming tight end. You have Cole yep. Beasley, the little slot machine. Then, you you bring in uh, Isaiah Hodgins late in the in in the draft, and then they grabbed ah uh, I'm I'm drawing a blank right now who's their other pick running back uh, uh they brought in Zach Moss um mm-hmm. let's see and then they drafted another they drafted another receiver hold on one second I'm pulling it up right now uh Gabriel Davis in the fourth round no oh, yeah so now you just added two six foot and tall six foot two of or six foot two or taller uh, receivers. To your to your receiver core now you have your basketball unit you have your starting mm-hmm. five and so it's now mm-hmm. okay Josh Allen it, you know what I'm saying you don't need to be you don't I don't want to see you chucking it 15 yards ahead of your receivers anymore yeah. Bring, you know get better like you got us you helped get us to the playoffs last year mind who you, did they sign what quarterback did they bring up there again who they uh, just Jake Fromm Jake Fromm. Okay, okay, okay. Uh, yeah, okay, so okay. I'm not, you know, if I'm if I'm Josh Allen, I'm like, yeah, you drafted a guy. I'm not too worried because this cold weather, his arm strength is just not a good match. Solid backup. Um, yeah, he's he got a solid backup. Yeah, he's, yeah, yeah, he's, he's nothing to worry about. But at the same time, you do he does have to come in with some pressure on him. It's like, listen, they put everything around me that I need. I got a two-headed you monster two-headed. At, at, at running back now. Like, yeah, his offense has a lot of weapons. Like, you got what you need to succeed. Exactly. Mm-hmm. So, and then the defense is getting better as well. Like, yeah. he he needs to make that 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 jump. I want to see him that make that jump from a, from an accuracy standpoint. Because uh, if I'm not mistaken, he was the worst quarterback in the league against pressure, completing 17 percent of his passes. He has to get much better when it comes to accuracy mm-hmm. and decision making at times. Um, mm-hmm. I want to see him use his legs less. I want to see him get comfortable yeah. in that pocket. The offensive line, don't get me wrong, offensive line is, was young. Um, Cody Ford was struggling at right tackle. Mm-hmm. Uh, they they yeah. made to kick him down inside. I'm not going to lie. They made, made to put him at guard. I think he'll be all I see that guard. coming. I think he'll be I all seen that coming guard, somewhere man. down the line, yeah. And, and, and then, uh, you know, you think about the fact that Jason Peters is still out there. So you, you can grab a, a, a good tackle. That may, yeah, he may be 36, 37 years old, however old he is, but he's still playing football. Yeah, thirty eight. So he's still yeah. playing football. Dad, he that old? Yeah, yeah he's he old. old. Like he's still he, he up there. It's all the time. Yeah. Uh, but he's but, still, you know, he's quick, still can play. 
quick note on Jason Peters, he's not coming nowhere but Philly. He's oh, um he wants to so. Yeah, he, yeah, he no, yeah, he already turned down his offers. Um, it's just that he don't want to. He's he's gonna sign with the Eagles, but he don't want to. He don't want to go to training camp or nothing like that. So he's gonna right. take his time with it. Yeah, but he's he's, yeah, no, he's coming back to Philly, bro. You almost forty. I don't blame you. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, you almost forty, big man. I ain't saved him legs. I would not hear you, but that's it. That's all I got. So was there anything yeah. else you guys wanted to uh, touch on before we leave? How about some states opening up? We might get some some basketball back, baseball hey, back. Man. Yeah, I mean, uh, they opened up the beaches uh, today, actually. In Ocean City, Maryland, they opened mm-hmm. up the beach. I'm not going, but no, hey, it's open. Yeah, they, they I definitely opened up the beaches down here like last week. I'm still not going, so it is what it is. Um, yeah. Uh, I, I just, listen, man. I, everybody stay, stay safe, man. Stay healthy. Um, you know, do what you have to do. Be smart. Um, be smart. Yeah, be smart. And, and Eugene, mm-hmm. close yeah. it out. You know what to tell them. You know what to tell them. Um, ladies and gentlemen, please. I mean, we, we want you to be safe. We want you to be happy. So we we humbly ask that you wash your damn hands every chance you get. <laughs> Twice uh, on a Sunday. Wash it. Wash it. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Right. Twenty seconds. Hot water. Soap. It does wonders. I'm telling you. Yes, indeed. There you go. Well, hopefully we won't take as long to come back with the next one, but nah, we'll be until back next time. Deuces, y'all.